you're rehabbing a hundred unit place, like every, it's like cookie cutter, you know, you, you can get your rehabbers, you know, in a groove, everything's the same. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm just looking forward. I'm leaving. Uh, I never get excited about like trips, but I'm going on a ski trip and I'm super pumped. So I'm super excited about that. But I got some work to do before I leave. So head down today, grind it out, and then I'm going to be gone. Nice. <laughs> so it'll be fun. I'll be taking a trip here soon as well to North Carolina to look at some properties. And yeah, but that's brokers. a work trip. Yeah, it's a work trip. It's like so real it's real yeah. work. <laughs> Not much uh, sightseeing then, but that's okay. Yeah, and and so this is, you have not been there to actually speak with the brokers. You've been having conversations with these brokers over the phone, but now you're actually going there. Why did you decide to actually go there? Why not just by the phone? Uh, well, you know, it's, it doesn't, you know, doing everything over the phone and, and email, it's just not a, a good replacement for being there in person and, and feeling uh, the, uh, you know, environment there and, and meeting with the people face to face, you build stronger connections face to face. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, over the phone and email is fine for, for a little bit, but if you're really serious about investing in a location, you got to be there in person yeah, at some point. You don't have to live there, but at least to visit there and, and make stronger connections there is, is vital. Well, yeah. And, you know, like it just makes you look a lot more serious too versus that phone call email. Um, once they meet you face to face, there's so much deeper of a connection there. I think that there's just a ton of value and boots on the ground. They get a lot of phone calls from a lot of people. They don't get a lot of people that are actually visiting the market and truly taking it that serious. So it's going to set you apart from all the other people that are calling them. Now they recognize you, they recognize your face. They've gotten to know you a little bit and then think you're serious. They know you're serious. And I'll give them a copy of my book and maybe a bottle of wine or something as well, just to uh, make myself a little bit more memorable. There you go. That's awesome. Well, that's exciting. When you're back, uh, we'll have to report on that. How it went, what'd you do? What'd you learn? What mistakes you made, that type of stuff. <laughs> That was good. Cool. Well, today uh, we're going to talk about what? Real estate syndication and uh, why you should consider doing it versus other types of uh, investment strategies. Yeah. Uh, so so real quick, Matt, uh, why don't you explain what real estate syndication actually is? Um, a lot of you know what it is, but let's just real quick explain it. You know, I, I get it's really surprising. A lot of people in the real estate world uh, have never heard of real estate syndication. So I explain it a lot <laughs> to people, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really just comes down to a group of investors pooling their resources, uh, whether it's money or time or access or knowledge together to be able to take down larger properties than they could on their own. And so everybody plays a different part. There's two sides to the syndication. There's the you know, sponsors or the G, uh, general partnership uh, that uh, put it on. They, they put it all together. They find the deal, vet it and get funding and stuff. And then there's uh, the passive investors or limited partners that uh, all they do is just invest passively and then they get money deposited into their bank accounts uh, either every month or every quarter or however it's set up. 
And so it's actually pretty nice uh, for, for both parties because uh, both can make money that they couldn't have made uh, trying to do things on their own because like I'm talking like large properties, it could be 10 million or, or, or even more. Uh, you know, how many people have enough money to just buy one property like that themselves? You know, not, you know, not certainly not me, but uh, it, uh, there's a lot of hoops to jump through with the SEC. So you got to make sure all your ducks are in a row and you're following all the laws and stuff and they can get really technical especially because there's different types of syndications. So you want to make sure you're not committing white collar crime in the midst of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. 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 I mean, hundred percent, you're pooling people's money together to buy a bigger building, right? Well, on our own, maybe we could buy a 10 unit building with one partner, maybe we could buy a 20 unit building. But if we pool enough people's money together, now we can buy that 250 unit building. So it just allows you to, to get a lot more, a lot more units under your belt pretty quickly, which there's, there's definitely advantages to a 250 unit over a 20 unit building. And so, you know, it allows you to do that. The other thing is, uh, Matt, I mean, look, some people do have enough money to buy a hundred unit building on their own, but by doing a syndication, it allows you to buy not one, but 10, 20, 30. So it allows you to continue to scale and grow. Eventually you run out of money. If you're always just doing it on your own, eventually you're not going to be able to, or you're going to have to go really slow. Right? So the syndication just allows everybody to pool their money. As you said, though, there is a lot of rules and regulations around it. So you want to do it right. What do you suggest? How do you suggest doing it right? Well, you got to make sure you have a good operator in place, a good general partnership who knows what they're doing, uh, yeah. who are, you know, using uh, um, real estate attorneys and syndication attorneys specifically to make sure everything's set up correctly. Um, that, yeah. That's that's the key, right? Make sure you're using a securities attorney that understands the laws um, and what you need to do. And of course, like you said, have an experienced general partnership team, somebody on your team, multiple people on your team that actually have done it before uh, and know what they're doing too. That can definitely help mitigate some of those risks involved. Yep. And I mean, real estate in general, there's risks involved, uh, but uh, I find sure. syndication to be less risky than like owning smaller places on your own. You know, like if you're buying a 10 unit place on your own, uh, you know, if you've got a couple vacancies, all of a sudden you've got 20% vacancy. But if you're in a syndication and you're own part of a hundred unit place, if there's a couple of vacancies, it really doesn't change anything with the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I mean, owning a larger building, there's a, there's a lot of advantages to it. And so you can be a part of a, a syndication and two, you don't have all your money at risk, right? If, if, if let's just say you do have enough money to buy that 50 unit building, that, but that's all the money you're going to put into it. Well, but if you were to either passively or actively invest in several syndications, right? Instead of just that one fifty unit building, now you can have, you know, five, 100 unit buildings. So now you got 500 units and so you're spreading your risk out a lot more, which is definitely a good thing. 
And another thing I love about it is the economy of scale. You know, if you're rehabbing uh, 10 single family houses, you know, every, everyone's uh, unique. But if you're rehabbing a hundred unit place, like every, it's like cookie cutter, you know, you, you can get yeah. your rehabbers you know, in a groove. Everything's the same, you know, same flooring, same paint, same yeah. appliances, everything. So, so they really get in a groove. So it's just more efficient to run and operate a larger place, uh, you know, per unit than it is a smaller unit place. So let's talk to the active real estate investor that wants to actively invest that doesn't necessarily want to passively invest. How do they go about really starting and doing their first syndication? They're like, Hey, this sounds good. Like I want to buy, I do want to buy a 200 unit building. How do they even go about it though? Yeah. Don't do it on your own. I mean, you got to partner with somebody who knows what the heck they're doing and you have to be able to add value to them in some way. So maybe that's finding the deals. Uh, maybe that's doing the underwriting or, uh, you know, some other thing to, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, show that you're worth partnering up with, with uh, somebody who's more experienced than you. Yeah. Good, good point. And you know, look, I mean, you, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, definitely getting educated is huge. And so being a part of it, actually getting completely involved in it. I do have quite a few people that uh, will invest with me in my syndications that are just trying to learn honestly. And so what they'll do is put $50,000, they'll put the minimum in it, they'll put the $50,000 into it and they'll come along for the ride. And then I have other people that want to be more active. Um, and so, you know, it's just uh, whatever way you can get involved, get involved in, in the deal. Passively invest. I wish I would have been, I, I didn't know anything about this syndication deal. Um, honestly, like I had no clue. I kind of heard about it, but I didn't really know what it was. And uh, man, I wish I would have passively been investing in other people's deals because I think it would have got me out, off of the sidelines and actually got to start doing my own syndications a lot earlier. Would have been able to open my eyes to what the possibilities are. I think part of the the whole, like, can we do a multifamily syndication is that paradigm shift that you need to go through. And by actually involving yourself in other people's syndications, whether it's on an active or a passive level, allows your paradigm to shift much more quickly than just reading books and listening to podcasts. Um, so, so somehow you got to actively get or actively or passively get involved in a syndication. Yep. And that's a great point. I mean, you got to start with some basic education type of stuff. Uh, so listening to books uh, or listening to podcasts, reading books, that yep. sort of thing. And actually one of the chapters in my book is about real estate syndication, but uh, uh, the it's, it doesn't replace hands-on actually doing it right. in some way, shape or form. Right. Right. So let's, let's talk. Um, we, we want to do this, the syndication. We want to pool a bunch of people's money together. Um we want to take down a 200 unit building. So we're like, Hey, I, I like that idea of pooling people's money together. Hey, real quick. I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five day multifamily challenge on how to get an offering uh, quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five, one hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free. If you want the VIP, there's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You got to, you, gotta, you do have to pay for that, but Hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer 
across the table, get the LOI in uh, all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Ellis was episode 316. Check, check out his episode. And we're going to be doing this next week. So sign up now at MFI Challenge dot com mfichallenge.com and get in there we're uh we're doing it next week and it's going to be awesome so hope to see you there by the way i i was hearing i think it was um ken mcelroy who's a rich dad advisor and i thought it was really interesting he said those there's a lot of people out there that just they say they don't want to take other people's money and use it for real estate deals he said those people are just lazy <laughs> Um, and I thought that was an interesting take on it. Those people are just lazy because his point was, well, look, I mean, you, you can only do a few deals on your own. And so if you want to actually grow and expand your company, you have to take private money. You think about what goes on in the business world, stock market, right? It's companies taking private money, uh, or public, you know, it's publicly now, but it's, it's, they, they've got investors, you, any stock that you own, you are technically an investor, right? And so it's the same type of deal. It's just private placement. That's all. It's just a little bit, a little bit more, I don't know, hidden, I guess. And, and, and because you're not a public company. And so you don't have access to it as much as now we've got a lot more access with crowdfunding um, to these deals, but it's just a different type of of investing instead of in stocks. Yeah, I mean, your mindset about that has to be in the right place because if you're doing things right, if you're getting good deals and, and gonna operate them well, you're not taking people's money, you're offering them opportunities uh, to invest their money wisely so that you can grow their money. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point, Matt. What you just said there is like, look, a lot of people wanna know how they ask for money. What you just said, you're not asking for money. Uh, you're providing people an opportunity. So you have to change your mindset to, you're not asking, you're not, if you're asking somebody, if you're saying, Hey, uh, would you like to invest in my deal? Or I would like to have you invest in my deal. That's a, that's a totally different, you know, I think that's, that's the wrong way in my opinion to go about it. Instead, you're providing them an opportunity to invest right? You're providing them. A lot of people have no clue about it. Like you said, you talk to people all the time, even real estate investors, they have no clue what the syndication thing's even all about. So first of all, your job is to educate people to make sure they do understand what syndication is, and then provide them that opportunity to get into real estate investing, provide them that opportunity to get passive income coming in that's, that's not stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, right? So educate them, provide them that opportunity. And that's a totally different mindset than I've got to find money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think the right time to start talking to people about potentially investing with you is far before you even have a deal lined up. You know, you want uh, people to be ready to invest with you once you do have a deal. Because if you get the deal first, uh, and you're trying to raise you know, millions of dollars that uh, it's too late. Like maybe you can do it, but uh, it's a big uphill challenge to do at the last minute. But doesn't the deal sell the people? It, it's not, I mean, a little bit, but I think it's the operator is more of an important factor than the deal itself. Cause if you could have a, the best deal in the world, but if you have a terrible operator, they're going to run it into the ground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the team, right? It's the operators, the team it's, who's involved. So 
you know, that, and that's that's the key. So when when is the right time to speak with investors? I think a lot of people question, like, when, when should I speak to investors? I don't have an active deal to show them. You know, how do I even talk to them about it? When's the right time? Matt, do you have any uh, ideas of when, when do you talk to passive investors, potential investors? Yeah, right now. I mean, right just, just get started. Um, you, you can um, ask people like, hey, uh, I, would, I be able to, would it be okay if I asked you a few questions about your finances? And then ask them if they'd be open to you know, a 10 or 12% return on their investment. And if they say yes, then you ask like, well, if uh, I came across something like that, uh, you know, how much would you uh, potentially have to invest in something like that? And they'll give you a number. And then if, uh, if you say then, Hey, uh, if I come across something that that could return that sort of uh, uh, you know with within a deal, uh, would it make sense for me to contact you about that? And they'll say yes or no. And if they say yes, then hey, they're on your list. And then when you have something, you give them a call, and you know already kind of they had that soft commitment of like, oh, they can invest fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or whatever it is, and then you can show them uh, what the deal is that you have, and and then they can decide from there. You know, a lot of a lot of great points there. One thing I want to point out is is that you are educated that you have read the books, that you've listened to podcasts, that you've educated yourself. So the answer of right now works well for you, but the answer of right now may not work well for Ooh. somebody else mm -hmm. because if you're stumbling the entire time and you've got no clue what you're saying, that might not be the right thing, right? So I don't want people to wait too long because I agree with you that right now is the best time, but make sure that you've read books, make sure that you've listened to podcasts, make sure that mm -hmm. you understand and know enough to be able to answer some basic questions. Like what type of real estate am I investing in? Uh, I don't know. It's good real estate. <laughs> Do you know the answer yeah. to that? Like how much, what's your minimum investment? Well, I don't know. Okay. So have you thought about things like that? What kind of t returns can I expect? Uh, good ones? Well, what kind of, like, do you know? What kind of splits? How much money or, you know, how much money do you make? I don't know. You know, so think about things like that. Make sure you can answer some basic questions. You don't need to have all of the answers, by the way. Some answers can be, you know, look, it, it's deal dependent or some answers can be, you know, that's a good question. Uh, let me, uh, let me get back to you on that one. Or, you know, maybe not necessarily brushing it off, but pointing it in a different direction or asking them a question. So you don't always have to have exact the answers, but you should have a pretty good understanding of what you're talking about. The other thing is to have a good understanding about real estate too. And when the asset class you're investing in, so make sure you're educated in that too. And then the, um, the next thing too, is you, you want to, you want to be able to make sure that you can show them examples if they ask for them. So how do you do that? Well, if you're getting educated, if you're learning, then underwrite a deal. Put together a slide deck. It doesn't have to be something you're buying. It can be something that you would buy if that deal was available at the right price. So put together a full slide deck. Show 
have things to be able to show. So here, here's an example of the type of real estate deals we do. You can even show them the returns and all that kind of stuff. Look, we're looking at um, 15% return on your money and blah, blah, blah. Here's our splits. You can show them. Answers a lot of questions right there. And it also gives you practice. So when the real thing comes, you're ready to go, right? Well, the other thing is we already talked about is partnering with people. And so can you find somebody to partner with that has already done these types of deals? That way, when they ask, you know, what type of experience do you have? You've got the answer to that. You've actually got some experience. You can show them some deals that have already been done. Our team has already closed on X amount of units. Uh, here's a sample deal of their last deal we closed. You know, so those are great ways to approach conversation. Now, do you have to do that? No. My first deal I did, I was not, I did not partner with anybody. Okay. My second deal I did, I did not partner with anybody. So do you have to have partners? Absolutely not. But if you do, take advantage of that. Use their experience as your experience, as your team's experience. It helps. I mean, you're going to move a lot faster, I think, than trying to do everything on your own. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, the, the, the last thing we'll dig into this next week is, you know, just finding your investors. So I'll leave it at this. Your investors are going to come from your own network first. Okay. And you might say, well, I don't have any rich aunts or uncles or, you know, friends or whatever like that, but you'll be surprised at how many people actually do have some money that they would love to put into real estate. There's a lot of people that have 30, 50, a hundred thousand dollars that they would love to allocate to real estate and they trust you. They know, like, and trust you. And it won't take very long for them to be on board with investing with you. Now, there's going to be some people that don't, that just don't have that money, but they're not on your list. So what I'd challenge you to do is to grab your phone, computer, and go through it and start looking for people that you can put on your list. Okay, so you want to write down every single person that's in your Rolodex. You want to write down every single person that you think has a chance and has a potential interest in investing your minimum investment. When I first started, my minimum was $25,000. I always suggest $50,000, but if you want to start a little bit lower, I don't think that's, that's bad. I would not go under 25 personally, um, but write down every single person. And if you go, I'm not so sure write them down. If you go, there's no way Aunt Betty can even rub two nickels together. Well, probably don't write her down, right? She can't even pay her rent. There's no way. She hates real estate. Okay. Don't write her down, but write down all the people and, and put that on your list and create a list, get their emails on there, create that list of every single person that you know Okay, friend, family, or even acquaintance that you think has any kind of interest and has has any kind of money. Yep. Great advice. 
All right. So from there, Matt, we'll take, we'll take off next week. We'll talk a little bit more in depth on, you know, how do we approach some of those people? How do, how do we raise money and how do we grow a network bigger than our friends and family uh, network? How do we actually get that list to grow? All right. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Cool, man. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.